0: Are you hungry for health? I'm Trish, a certified health and life coach with the mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food so they can live their best life on their terms. Each week, we turn diet culture and weight loss upside down. I'll teach you how to think differently so you can drop the guilt and feeling like you're broken, release the weight, and live the life you crave. I'm Trish, and this is the Hungry for Health podcast, episode three How to Believe a New Thought. Did you know that you can live the life you crave? My name is Trish Ryan, and I'm a certified health and life coach. And if you are ready to drop the excuses and take 100% responsibility for your life and your well being, let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today, and I want you to know how honored I am that you give me your time and your attention. And I think I have something to teach you today that will be really useful to your health and well-being, but also in many different areas of your life. So if you've been a client of mine or you follow me on social media, then you know that a big part of what I teach is that our thoughts create all of the results in our lives. Our thoughts are the thing that we have control over that impacts us more than anything else. And when you learn to become aware of your thoughts and understand the difference between thoughts and facts, you can observe your thinking and sort of put some space between your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. Sometimes we tend to smush them all together. And that's the first step, again, creating that awareness. The second step is to then choose to believe thoughts that serve us, to think more consciously the kinds of thoughts that are going to create the actions and results you want. So what I want to teach you today is something that people come to me with a lot. They identify that a thought is not serving them, and then they say, okay, I need a new thought to think. And even if they already have a new thought, they're trying to think. One of the biggest challenges is how do I get myself to believe that thought or to think that thought more often when the old thought is coming up more frequently because our default unconscious brain offers us the common, most ingrained, problematic thought. And so that's what I want to teach you today. Maybe you want to believe in something that a part of you believes on, in on some level, but you don't believe it to the extent that you want to or need to. So a belief, we like to say in the world of coaching, a belief is just a thought that you keep on thinking. It's a thought that feels relevant to your brain. And once it's a relevant thought, then your brain will start collecting lots of evidence to prove it true. And so it becomes easy to believe. And eventually you'll start interpreting the world actually through that thought or through that belief, which is what we do on default anyway. We just don't always choose consciously the beliefs that we're interpreting the world through. So I think it's fascinating in the world of science and psychology to learn how much of our interpretation of the world is actually just a reflection of the lens through which we're viewing it, just a reflection of what we're looking for. Our experience of the world, our interpretation of the world, is very inaccurate. It really is. We just simply filter out things that don't align with what we're thinking and believing, and we include the details that do align with what we're thinking and believing, and we interpret the world through that lens. I was recently watching a TV show. I I like to watch TV. Anyway, the name of the show is kind of irrelevant, but essentially, the main character Sam. We get into introduced to him right away, and it's clear that he's on the spectrum. He tells us that straight away. And he has some challenges socializing. He deals with his anxiety and he's very regimented in his routine. And throughout the show, we get to hear Sam's thoughts. He talks to us in his head and we learn how life is from his perspective. And it's pretty clear that some everyday tasks and routines can be problematic for Sam. At any rate, by about the second episode, we get introduced to another character named Casey. And in this in the cafeteria... Casey comes up to Sam and takes a French fry off his plate and walks away. And you've seen another segment that she appears to be pretty free spirited. And the way she speaks to Sam is pretty dramatic. And she's a character who's really, really smart and she tells it like it is. And my overall assessment was I like her, but she's not very understanding or empathetic to Sam. And so throughout the episode, I'm thinking, gosh, this girl, she's so in his face, not giving him any space. Why don't, You just don't do that to someone you don't know. And she can't understand why Sam is acting so annoyed. She's like, come on, dude, get over it. Jeez, relax. I'm just playing with you. So we have this experience of Sam based on what we believe, which is she's this girl and he just met her and she's kind of extreme and she's kind of dramatic. Well, about halfway through the episode, it's revealed to us that Casey is actually Sam's sister. And because he is on the spectrum, he doesn't engage with Casey as if they were siblings. And it totally blew my mind because I was like, wait a second, she's not being mean, actually. I mean, some of her actions were inappropriate, but certainly not to the level that I would have thought thinking that she was someone that they had just met. She's his sister. He's known her his entire life and she's known him the, his entire life. So she's interacting with Sam so many times before, and suddenly the way I interpreted this character totally changed in all the things that I thought were pretty crazy. I realized, no, it's pretty understandable, actually. It makes perfect sense that you'd behave that way. So that's just one example of the power of we think we're observing reality when we're not. We're creating meaning out of our limited understanding of reality. Our reality is filtered through what we think we already know and what we think is true at the foundation of what we're experiencing. And this matters, not just for a random example like the one I just gave you, not just because of the way that you're going to interpret and experience other people, but if you have goals you're trying to achieve, this matters a tremendous amount. What you believe will change your feelings and actions, and it will change your results. And this is true whether you're trying to be more confident, whether you're trying to be a better parent, trying to lose weight, or just trying to feel better on a day-to-day basis. What you're believing is creating your experience in the world. And so if this is true, then, is, then it is your ability to believe something on purpose and how that will determine your level of success in life. It will determine your ability to regulate your emotions, even if we call success more peace. So here's how to believe a new thought. First of all, you have to know that your current thought is just a thought, but you have to really become aware of that thought in your mind. This is one of the things that I do as a coach, and I have lots of tools and skills to help you loosen that thought that we might want to change. And when I say we have lots of different tools, it's because we just can't tell someone that's a thought, it's not true disregard it. It may be deeply ingrained in your brain, kind of cemented in there, so to say, with tons of evidence supporting it. So it takes some some skill and time to loosen the cement around the thought. So if you're going to open yourself up to a new thought, you have to be open just a little bit, a little bit open-minded. It's possible that this is just a thought. It's possible that what you're believing is not actually true. Even if you've been believing it your whole life, Maybe for the last 20 years, you've been thinking that your mother-in-law hates you. That's just a thought, my mother-in-law hates me. So you can just loosen that grip on it a little bit and recognize that it's not a fact. It's a thought because we can't prove it and everyone wouldn't agree. We don't even know what that means, she hates me. She might be hating you one minute and she might not even be thinking about you the next minute. So that's not something. We can't give her a blood test and say, yep, she hates you so we're not going to make that effect it's a thought but you have lots of stories and examples of why you think that it's true so you're just holding on to it with your hands without gripping it so tightly to it that we can take a look at it i could be wrong we have to kind of loosen up our thought it's possible i'm wrong it's possible that that's not even something we could ever prove she's just a person who has emotions And so you have to make space for that possibility of being wrong. And then you have to decide what you want to think and believe instead. And my recommendation is that you choose something that you already believe on some level. Don't try to believe something that you completely reject, like she adores you and you and she are best friends. You probably won't believe that. So let's find a thought that feels a little better, that creates a better result for you that isn't impossible for you to believe right now. It's just not the one in your default brain is sending up the elevator. So it might be a thought like, I love her. Now, maybe you don't love her, then that's not going to work. But if you do, I understand why she's struggling. I understand that she struggles, so she behaves badly sometimes. If that could be a thought that you could believe, you could have a more believable thought there. Now, I want to give you another example outside of the mother-in-law example. I want to talk about a goal. Let's say you have this thought, I don't know how to lose weight. Maybe you want to lose weight, and your thought, I don't know. That thought, I don't know, it's not a fact. It's always a lie. It's just a thought. And you might believe that it's true, and you might have the evidence that it's true because you've tried something before and failed. But what we want to do, again, is just recognize it's just a thought. We want to hold it in our hands and decide that that thought could be wrong. And then find a new thought that we want to believe. What about the thought, everything is outable? Do you see how that could be believable? When you have the goal, I want to lose weight, and I can figure this out? You don't have to go all the way to thinking, I know exactly what to do. But let's just try everything is figure outable. I'm capable of trying something new. I can figure it out as I go. I only need to know the next step. I just need to take a step and I will figure out as I go. See how all of those thoughts still feel believable? Because we don't have to discount the I don't know how thought. We just don't want I don't know how to be driving us if we're trying to lose weight so you find that new thought you hold space for it you're open to the idea that it could be true and then you start looking for evidence that it's true your brain will naturally do this you don't even have to tell it to if you just decide every day to think the thought i'm going to figure this out i can create a system that works for me if that's your thought you will start finding evidence that that's true Other useful thoughts are, other people like me have figured this out. If they can do it, I bet I can. And then you're going to start noticing all the people like you who have figured it out. See what I'm saying? Your brain will just bring in evidence that it thinks is relevant. Like when I thought Casey was insensitive, I found lots of evidence for that. And once I realized that she's Sam's sister, I started noticing that she doesn't seem very out of character at all anymore. That was just my brain. Now, the big thing is you need to be patient with yourself because it might take some time to think a new thought and start believing it. Think about it. it, For the past 15, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you've been thinking something different. So it's probably not going to change overnight. It's going to take time. And you're going to have to practice believing the new belief and the new thought. The word practice implies that we're not always going to be good at it. We're going to fail. And that's okay. My husband, he's been taking drawing lessons, and he's really into drawing right now. And my family's like, where's dad? Wait, he's upstairs drawing. But anyway, he's having so much fun drawing. He goes up to practice his daily lesson, and he has to practice because he makes tons of mistakes. He tries and erases or tries and crumbles up the paper and tries again. And there's a lot of crumbled up paper and eraser shavings on the floor. And that's how it's going to be with believing a new thought. You're going to have to practice it. Your brain's going to go back to the old thought. Sometimes you're going to be able to interrupt it, but sometimes you won't. But because you're practicing, that's okay. You just gently redirect yourself. Don't be mad at yourself when you get it wrong, just nurture it with grace, compassion, and practice. And here's the last piece of advice I want to give you with believing a new thought. And this is especially useful when you're trying to believe something that you have very, very little, if no belief in yet. Start with yourself. When I have a goal or a belief that is new, I start with myself. I don't look for outside validation. I don't share it with people that I know it might make it harder for me to believe it. Because in a way, they might say with best intentions, well, you've tried that before. Are you sure that's going to work? What are the costs involved with that? So start believing your new thoughts with yourself first, so that when the naysayers come knocking, you have the evidence and you have your own back to support your cause. You can already support yourself in your new thought. We want to cultivate healthy relationships, healthy stories, and healthy beliefs about our goals. So who's with me? Who wants to practice believing things that will serve you better and help you achieve your goal? Losing weight, running a 5K, stop over drinking, being more patient, etc. Whatever the goal this tool can apply to you. I hope that you will because this is how you will create the most extraordinary results for yourself. Starting from just feeling better about yourself and improving your day-to-day life and going all the way to achieving what you might think right now is an impossible goal. Those were thoughts that you never thought possible. But if you think that thought, it can happen. All right. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you next week. Who is your health or life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I'm creating a virtual coaching program that I want to invite you to join me in. We will address challenges, we'll work on goals, and we will get results in so many different ways. I'll have programs, workshops, and courses that I've created just for you. When you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast and uplevel it, then send me an email at trish at corehealthcoach.com, subject line, I'm all in, and be a founding member of the program when it launches.